I used to roll back woods, rip the dawns, good wherever he goes. One million and one flows, depositing dough. Set you down with the mafia family, let me know. Yeah, number one, I don't do number two. They watching how I do, because I'm really hood. Red hoodie, gold jewelry, too groovy, might lose me. Don't approach with the foolery, keep the two on me, homie. You don't know me, rip the dawn, the one and only. Yo, what's going on? It's your main man, Richter Dawn. Hey, listen, <laughs> this episode is very straightforward. I'm just going to jump out and I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I am a sex addict. Mm. You know what they say? They say that when you tell the truth, you shame the devil. And I hope I just shamed him. I will openly admit for the very first time ever publicly, I am a sex addict. And I'm not saying that for any other reason, but to get some things off my heart, because, you know, I, I don't think this is one of those things that get gets talked about a lot. And as a result, I often feel like I'm the only one on the planet on the planet. This episode is hopefully to start some conversation. It is not something that I'm particularly proud about. If I might be honest, I'm actually ashamed of it. As I was thinking about doing this episode, you know who came to my mind? <laughs> Eric Benet, because he had Holly Berry. And first off, I was surprised. It made me feel more confident, like always shoot your shot. You never know what's going to happen. He had Holly Berry, who's arguably uh, one of the most beautiful women ever, right? It turned out he ended up cheating on Holly Berry. Everybody jumped out of their, their skin like, who is this guy with no shoes on, ashy knuckles on his feet? Who is he to cheat on Holly Berry? And then it turns out he had a sexual addiction. It kind of helped ease the blow a little bit. People were still upset, but they were obviously more, a little more understanding. Like, okay. Sexual uh, sexual addiction. And they just kind of went on about their life. But it never really left me. I always thought about it. I'm like, I always got where he was coming from. Because let's be real about it. Holly Berry is beautiful. Fine. Great. But you, you, you've seen a couple movies where Holly Berry ain't put no makeup on. And she playing like a mammy or something. something. You know how they do Holly Berry in these black movies. And she ain't really got her swag on like that. Yeah, you know, I, I can see why he might have been looking other way in other places. Especially if he wasn't married to her, right? So, what is sexual addiction? Sexual addiction is when you have a constant urge for sex. It's been a problem. It started off very young. And I want to talk about this part. And I don't, I don't want to make light of this topic. And I definitely don't want to glorify it. I know it seems like I do. But I don't. I actually want to have some realistic dialogue about this in hopes that something comes of it. Here's where it started with me. It is a story that I'm ashamed of. In fact, in this episode, I'll be talking about a lot of things that I don't share and I'm ashamed of. And that could easily be used against me. But I'm that kind of individual where I don't mind. I mean, if it's the, if it's the truth, I don't mind. Even if it's embarrassing, I don't, I don't mind. So I believe it started when I was young. And if you know anything about me, and you probably don't, I lived with my mother and I would go to my father, my father's house on the weekend. My mother's household was Christian based. My father's household was gangster based. So I would go and get freedom from this strict household on the weekends. I had to be every bit of five years old. And I went to my father's house. He had some friends over. I'm in the back, probably the most innocent kid you can possibly think of doing kid stuff, right? And then I happened to walk in the living room. I will never forget what I saw on the television. Apparently, my father and his amazing parenting skills thought it was an amazing or good idea to have pornography playing on the television. I'm not one to judge, but I will say this. If you're a four-year-old and you know you don't have any inkling or idea what 
sex is and your the very first pictures you see of sex are pornography i am confirmed i can confirm that it will destroy your perception of sex until you have had some real therapy some real prayer something right i remember it it changed everything i saw intercourse for the very first time and that is not the way that a child should be introduced to something so beautiful in my opinion intercourse between a man and woman a husband and wife is a beautiful thing when a man loves a woman enough to give his last name to that woman and that's real love we're not talking about get getting giving her a birkin bag we're not talking about giving her a like on a picture we're talking about giving her your last name nothing says that a man loves a woman more than that right it's just very few things that a man can do than to give a woman his last name that's that's real in my opinion that's real love not even the ring is better than that in my opinion so when a man does that they become one person and nothing is more true than that than when they have a child because those two people come together as one and have how many children and that child has what attributes features from both sides because those two have come together and created a single being that's that's love in my opinion that's real love so that's a beautiful process that's a very beautiful process when two people come together and love each other so much that they combine in this amazing process and they create a human being how do you dirty that up you take that beautiful process and you warp it down and water it down into this quick five sec five minute smash section where you're ramming into each other and, the, and the, nothing comes of it and that's what i saw at a very early age and it changed my perception of sex forever so there is some things that we can you know digest here number one if you have children it is incredibly important that you shield their innocence once that child has just a peak of something that they're not supposed to see it can destroy them forever i heard cuss words by the age of two i've seen i saw sex on tv by the age of three and by the age of four or three and a half i was trying to emulate what i was seeing on the tv which brings me to my next situation once i saw that anytime my mom would go over her girlfriend house and she had a daughter we was playing house just off the bat and it manifested itself and it kept growing and growing and becoming more and more uh i became more and more of a servant to this particular mindset throughout my teens and even into my adulthood i found as many opportunities as possible to release myself with women right it was one time and i'm not going to get too explicit here i was at work and some chick who i wouldn't even throw a dirty diaper at let's just say she wasn't my type. But at the time, I was, you know, like I said, I was in the mall. I was working in the mall. She just came up to me and she said, I want to engage in or okay you might have kids in the car i'm not about to dis disrupt your kid. in fact if you do got kids just just put this off until the next time you by yourself i don't i don't, I don't want to be the reason you know what i'm saying i'm not that guy she went she she offered to engage in and i didn't know who she i didn't know i didn't i knew i saw her maybe once or twice i'm not sure why she did that even to this day i'm like why what was the me being the sex addict that i professed to be i couldn't say no so how, how am i and i was not you know wasn't even remotely attracted to her if you're wondering what she looked like Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to say that um, on a scale from one to 10, I would have to go with three and a half. I, you know, I'm the kind of person that I can always find something in anybody that I'm attracted to because that's a part of my sexual addiction. Like you can you can give me a three and a half and I'll still find something on her that I like. So we go in the back area and she... I thought she was joking. I think that's initially why I decided to do it. I thought she was kidding. I'm like, there's no way that she's serious about doing that because this was like the first time that's 
No, this is the second time it's happened. All right. The first time I was in college, but this is like, okay. All right. Let, let's see if she's just playing or not. So we go in the little area. You know how malls are. They have them little random doors. Hey, walk in the mall and you will find a random door on the left or right side. And it probably leads to a, a, a closet or something. So we just, we hit this little, this little room and she actually like, anyway, the point is when you are addicted to sex, especially by way of being exposed to it the incorrect way too soon. I believe that it does have damaging effects. That's that's kind of the, one of my low my low lights. You know, not my highlights. That's the, one of my low lights. Where am I today with this whole sexual addiction thing? It is alive and well. I often feel very sad for my wife because it's, it can be exhausting for the for the partner, right? So you, so you're constantly trying to battle this this urge because you don't want to wear that partner out. I read something and it talked about the need to have self-control. And it made me think when I'm constantly like trying to get from my wife or I'm I'm frustrated because we just did it yesterday and I'm trying to do it again. <laughs> and guess what? If she gives that to you, guess what's going to happen? You're going to want it the next day too. So she can't win. There's nothing she can do. I'll tell you a funny story though. This is the funniest thing. <laughs> I actually got a dose of my own self out this one chick. I never thought I would meet a woman that could match me um in frequency she not only matched me she surpassed me and uh this was in college i'm like yo this chick is like we just we just did it yesterday and i'm, I'm i like doing it Here, here's when this is how you know you're worse than me if it's more than once a day she wanted to do it twice a day i'm like i can't i can't do I can't do that for you. I can't make that happen for you. I need at least 24 hours to recharge. I might be able to pull off a double header in one day, like on a Monday. But if you want me to do it again on a Tuesday, I can't help you. Like, I can't do it for you. I mean, that's that's enough. Of, I'm going to be real with you. As far as my level of sex addiction in a perfect world, I only want to do it like four times a week. <laughs> that's all I want. That's it. Four times a week. I'm like, all right, cool. Just give me twice, just two times a week. If I can get at least two times a week, I'm solid. Here's the real solution. The solution is not having sex twice a week. You know what the real solution is? The real solution is self-control. Learning how to be grateful for when you do get it and also how to withstand when you don't have it. That remains to be seen. With that being said, thank you for being a, a ear for my problems and issues. I do hope you don't judge me. I am a human being. I never want to come across as if I'm perfect or that I'm not a human being. And I do also hope that in professing some of the things, some of my deepest secrets, I do hope that I have, have uh, helped deliver a couple of other individuals and perhaps given them the courage to do the same thing. With that being said, The Really Hood Podcast, signing out.